Welcome to the Full Scope Podcast, hosted by Landon Leach and Caleb Stafford. We are committed to pursuing all things Jesus, outdoors, hard work, and being free in who we were made to be. We are here to share our passion for living life to the fullest as sons of God. Thanks for listening. Now let's get to this week's episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Full Scope. I'm one of your hosts, Landon Leach. Got Caleb Stafford over here. Um, Caleb. What's up? <laughs> oh, we're excited. This is uh, episode 30. So, mile marker. Um, milestone, I guess. But uh, Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Big 30. Big 30. Um, coming off Thanksgiving, deer hunting, bunch of stuff this week, just from honestly busy family time and trying to relax and get rested up. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, I know for one, I just did nothing but sit in the woods and didn't see much at all, but it was really nice still. I mean, it was Thursday morning, pretty cool. Uh, last night was beautiful, but just hunting this big old 10 acre plantation of woods out here at the leech farm is not cutting it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if they ain't there, they ain't there. Yeah. Well, there's one. That's about it. And I'm hunting him like he's a dang last deer on earth. <laughs> oh, man. Show yourself. Yeah. But uh yeah, we're we are uh we're ready to talk tonight about prayer. And you know, this is something that's been on our minds for a while. Um and just, you know, each week we're really trying to fill out the Lord and just see like what's the Lord want us to talk about tonight. You know, we and uh we pray through some options and Sometimes it's spontaneous, sometimes it's planned out, but um, yeah, we really yeah. want to just dive in. Caleb said something that I'm going to steal from him when we were talking about it, and he said, you know, we talk a lot about the Lord, but we don't really talk about talking to the Lord and how to talk to the Lord, and so, you know, um, we're just going to kind of dive into that on that and just see how it goes um, and just see where the Lord takes it, but um you know, I think learning how to communicate with the, with the Father on your own, obviously, will come back to the secret place, which you've heard us talk about on here a hundred times if you've listened to us since we started this. Um, but there is a definite journey that takes place with prayer as we learn how to communicate with God. Um, and, um, yeah, and I'll, I'll let Caleb, like, go ahead and kind of share, like, your first thoughts about it, about it. Um, my first thoughts about it are, I mean, as we planned out the next block 10 of episodes, I mean, we really talked about prayer and intercession, and, <clears throat> I mean, as we talked about going into this episode, uh, it really felt like 
intercession is something, a branch. I mean, as we dove into talking about this topic, I mean, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of things that you can dive into with prayer itself. Yeah. Um, tons of things that can branch off of this, and we definitely think that intercession is a huge one, but we think we'll probably do a whole episode on it down the road. Yeah. And I think today we just really want to get to the basics and dive into what it looks like personally. Um, really take the Lord's prayer. Um, a lot of different, very simple things that might get overlooked and really get into them and share what it's like for us to communicate with God. What does mm-hmm. that look like? Yeah. Um, bunch of different avenues. So yeah. that's kind of the heart behind tonight and where we want to go with it. And we'll see from, from there. Um, why don't you kind of just start us off like talking about like maybe like where you're at with communicating with the Lord and kind of how you got to where you're at and you know, what that journey kind of okay. was like learning how to communicate with God. Yeah. Prayer. Um, I think definitely it's, as we talk about on here a lot and want to emphasize that uh, the way we live our lives and what our relationship with Jesus looks like is more of a relationship. That's our heart's desire. That's what we want for ourselves. That's what we want for you guys. And what that really looks like is not a religious um, just praying before meals or before bedtime. and or just talking to God whenever things ain't really growing great and you just need to throw up a Lord help me in this situation type of thing. We really want to inspire and truly ignite a fire that is like what communication with God and a relationship with God ought to be. He is no different than uh, a brother, a, a father, a mother, or significant other or any of these people that we talk to on a daily basis he that connection or those connections that we get to enjoy in our life are definitely symbols of what what god desires to have with us that closeness that intimacy that truly communicating on the deepest level so that uh that's a very simple subject, I think, but I think it can get very tangled up in how with how we view God and then therefore how we communicate with him because of how we put him on a pedestal or uh how crappy our earthly relationships might be in certain situations. Yeah. So maybe communication is not your stronghold. And when you talk to God, all you heard in your life was people coming to the Lord in an angle of shame or mm-hmm. constant repentance or, um, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different ways. And I think a lot of people, including me up until a certain point, talk to God based on how you had perceived other people talk, talking to God. Mm. It's like, uh, as you talk to him, you start using slang that you've heard your pastor use or your small group leader or someone you view as a really good Christian man or woman 
you take some lingo that you've heard them say and apply it to yourself because you think that sounds good and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but I think uh, going back to your question, there's definitely been a lot of expansion and a lot of seasons as we've talked about before of what prayer looks like for me. And I think, I think first of all, when you first become a Christian, I know for me, it's like this overwhelming gratefulness. Mm. I mean, you're just, you just become so aware of how desperate you are for him and your great need and everything that he did for you that you can't help but express it. And Mm. that's kind of like your heart's posture is constant gratitude and thanking him. And I think as time goes on, we certainly lose that to a degree. And I'm definitely not saying that's a good thing. I'm thinking like, I think our view of that definitely gets distant. And I definitely, I bring that up because I feel like that's kind of the season I'm in right now is... I find myself really desiring to get back to that heart posture of truly being thankful and grateful for what he's done for me. Wow. Regardless of how far I've come or how far I think I've come, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of like a bird's eye view of mm-hmm. where I'm kind of at within my communication with the Lord right now and my heart posture. Dude, that's. Yeah, that um, it's very, very similar to where I'm at in the sense of getting back to a place of I'm, you know, I'm in a getting getting to a place of seeing the Lord's love for you again, based off the cross, based off the salvation, based off the resurrection and the Spirit and all those things, you know, and it's just been like because. For me, it's in the angle of I need to love people better and I need to get a fresh revelation of who the the love of Jesus that came to me from the cross was so that it can flow out of me. Um, yeah. And so, but yeah, dude, and like I was just thinking like, you know, a part of communication with the Lord that you, that we get to learn as we grow is that we can ask the father, you know, and something we're going to get into but about asking the father uh, for these things. Um, And I think it's like some people ask God for like material things or whatever, or things to go their way in certain occasions. But when it comes from a place of actual relationship and connection, we ask God for the things that actually connect us to his heart more. You know, when our hearts are in line with wanting deeper connection with God, the things that we ask him for are the things that will bring us closer to him. And like for you to say that is like, I would just like, you know, it's like, say like asking like, Lord, can I have, I ask for like a fresh revelation of the gospel or can you please, I I need a fresh revelation. I need a fresh view of your saving love and of thankful, of thanksgiving towards the life that you've given me based off from the cross, you know, like we can be that clear with the Lord. And so that's cool. I mean. Yeah, I, uh, you know, 
the Lord's my communication with the Lord started with, you know, it, I had salvation, and then I saw these people, you know, being drawn to the porch. Honestly, one of the big I, I we talked about this before, but the porch did nothing but pray for years while I was there. I mean, yeah. I started coming to the porch in 2012, and for the first three to four years, I mean, it was just prayer centric. That's all we did, and so like it like got me started with just learning how to actually pray more intentionally. And that's more intercession like, but in communication with the Lord as a man that actually loves God, you know, I had never heard young guys pray and talk to the Lord with hearts that actually really wanted God. Yeah. You know, because all I had heard was deacons pray and, you know, them praying the same style every week. And I would only pray out loud when I was asked to pray on Sunday nights at church. And I was like, oh, crap, I got to pray in front of the whole church. So let me do it. I want to do a good job. You know, like that whole yep. mentality is like crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and there's, you know, it was years of learning how to talk to the Lord. and. Uh, you know, I was just thinking as you were talking, one of my first key, one of my first moments I remember of my communication with God changing was when I learned about the secret place and the way it was described, it was described as such a, like, it was like, wow, this sounds like so much more of a real relationship than I've even had so far. And Mm. it sounds like God is literally right in front of me with the way that this secret place concept is painted. So I went to go do it and dude, I could, and there was there was a season when every time I'd get in there and start to talk to God, I could feel the religion on it. And what I mean by that, I could feel me reciting prayers that I had learned growing up. And like, I could feel how Mm. unconnected my heart was to it. And I mean, I'm a, this is the feeler side of me, but Hey, sometimes it comes in handy. And I was like, I can interpret that this is not really coming from my heart right now. This is just me reciting something. And I would stop myself out loud and be like, God, I'm sorry. That was a fake prayer. <laughs> I would literally say that out yeah. loud. I'd be like, God, I'm sorry. That was a fake prayer. That was not really coming from me. I just want to know if you're really here. That's literally how I would pray for a season. Because every time I'd get in there, Dude, that's that's so good. Every time I get in there, this little anxiety would pop up in me that said, "God's not going to meet you here. God's not really going to speak to you. He's not really yeah. listening. He's not going to connect with your heart the way you want him to." And so I would just default to these fake prayers. And then when I did, I could just tell that I was being the fake one. And I was like, yeah. "God, I'm sorry for being fake right now." Like. I love you. That's why I'm here. I just want to connect with you. And so, and then, to, and then now, uh, I think I'm getting back to communicating with my father in a more like father son relationship. Um, not that I strive in, in this, in the secret place or even try to force anything to happen or anything like that. I just, we communicated different for a while and now I'm like, I'm talking to him about his word and through things that he said and things like that. And so 
yeah, yeah that was, just wanted to give mine and Caleb's snip a snippet of our journeys with talking with the Lord. Um, but. Dude, for sure, and talking about, I mean, like, heck, like we said, that's a bird's eye view because, I mean, I can, if we actually tried to break down all oh, the different gosh. seasons of what it's been like praying and yep. what those have looked like, I mean, there's been all kinds of different what prayer has looked like in my life and your life, just yep. in general. Yeah, And I think you definitely grow through those things. But I think the biggest takeaway for sure is just, or something that was really revelation, or I don't even know. Uh, it was a big revelation for me. I don't know how, what kind of revelatory. words I was trying to. Revelatory. Yeah, revelatory. Uh, <laughs> what was really revelatory for me was... Uh, I mean, this is stirred up by you talking about saying prayers that were like repeats, or mm-hmm. you noticed this within yourself, and it kind of felt very authentic, mm-hmm. and you were just doing it out of a place of real repetition or thinking God would hear you if you said it, if you tried to communicate and say things just in the right way. If you yeah. didn't say it the right way, it was like God wasn't going to hear or it. Or even default, which was, dude. Yeah, it was like even default. It was just like I, I would just sit down and then my mind or my mouth would just start saying stuff. And I'm like, where am I even saying this from? Like, I'm not even connected to this. Like, this is just fake. It's like a button was pushed and some yep. recorder was playing. Oh, dude, exactly. So, I mean, I've definitely been there too. And that's what I was going to say. The biggest revelation for me in that area was I had to really figure out that or bring God more down to earth and make it more personal to where I wasn't trying to fluff up what I was trying to communicate to him mm-hmm. and dress it up in some way yeah. that really just sounded nice or really yeah. sounded churchy or all this stuff. Yeah. Some of the best conversations I've had with God are when I've cussed at him or mm-hmm. when I've truly let my heart express the way that I would literally talk to anyone else Mm -hmm. and I was just genuine and real and talk that way to God. Yeah. Yes. Of course, there's still that respect and reverence towards God, Mm -hmm. but still there's no, when you communicate from a real place, that's when real connection can happen. So if you're, if you feel yourself not truly when if you're talking to your friends or your parents or something like that, mm-hmm. and then when you're asked to pray or when you're in or when you go to pray in your secret place or just riding in the car or whatever that looks like for you, if you can totally feel yourself putting on a different show of how you communicate and you can feel it within yourself, you can definitely can should try to dissect of why is it out of reverence towards God or is it out of, I really don't know how to communicate to him in a real way. Yeah. Wow. Cause I know that was huge for me and I, I know it wasn't authentic. Uh, it was something I was speaking to God because of out of a place where I thought that's ha- what he wanted me to say, not just because of how I should have truly communicated. Dang. Ain't that crazy, though, how your heart knows how you're supposed to communicate to him before your head does? 
because your head yeah. was taught, I think I'm supposed to talk to God this way. But your heart says, you're not talking to God. <laughs> you're not even <laughs> yeah, connected with him because you're not speaking from me. You're speaking from your head. You know, dude. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and some people have a gift of where they're just raw from the get go and know how to do that. But I think religious cultures mm-hmm. or religious background really taints that for us. And if that's where you're coming from, you definitely got to break those stuff down and get it off of you because it's not, it's not from him and it's not real. It's just, it's just for show. So, yeah, and we have to, you know, taking time, I think taking time to, I talk about this all the time about guys, men not knowing their own heart or knowing how to connect with their own heart, which we'll probably do a whole episode on that about connecting with your own heart. But, you know, it's one thing to know, okay, I'm not really, I'm reciting something that I don't, that I don't really, is not really coming from me. But I think it's another thing to say, okay, now I need to speak from my heart. I think a lot of guys struggle with speaking from their own heart and even Mm -hmm. knowing how, or even knowing what their own heart's even telling them. Yeah. They've never engaged their own, their, their literal heart. I'm not talking about your thoughts. I'm talking about the heart that makes you, you not your, like your center of who you are and what really matters to you um, and what you need. And I think, you know, you just talking reminded, made me think, thing that's actually good. That's actually a pretty good tool because my mind thinks about things that the Lord teaches us as tools for better connection. Like every time me and you are talking about something on here or in general, and like, this is just kind of how I've been for like the last five or six years. It's like, I'm constantly trying to collect things that are tools that I can help myself and other people connect with God better through. And I think this is a tool. If you get into prayer, if you get into a moment of prayer, and you aren't connecting with God, or you're, I don't want to say you aren't connecting. If you're getting to a moment of prayer and you're reciting something you heard someone else say, and you know you're just giving this thing that you feel like you're supposed to say because you're praying, the tool here is stop yourself and ask your heart, what are you really wanting to say? You know? Or God, what do I really yeah, want to say to you? That's good. And that will help you train yourself to not, for one, recite prayers. And it will actually bring you into a place to lay some serious stepping stones of connecting with God, who you honestly may have never connected with before. And you're actually like taking a Mm -hmm. proactive step that says, okay, I'm going to stop doing that and I'm going to do this instead. And then you get that answer from yourself and you're like, well, I didn't really know that I wanted to pray that. You know, I didn't really know that that was actually what I needed God to hear from me. And then you just start slowly trusting that thing and leaning into that thing and realizing, whoa, I'm really starting to connect with God in prayer. I'm actually starting to talk to him and it's real, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think... uh you 
you got a thought or well i was gonna go ahead and go into psalm 51 but i'll let you go ahead and say what you're about to say um to build on the subject of like how to view prayer i think landon mentions this a lot when me and him are praying in a group or together or something i mean there's a lot of things that he says like or there's been a lot of times that he says lord you are my best friend and when he says that you can actually feel the weight on it because of the way that him and the lord communicate Mm. and that really sheds a lot of light in on me whenever i hear him say that it definitely drives a force in me that says like yes god like you really are my best friend and it really communicates the fact that the lord should be included in every aspect of your life Mm. that god is not just somebody when you're praying that all you're doing is asking for stuff or asking Mm -hmm. for things that is not the relationship that the lord wants with you he wants more than that yeah and there is so much more than that and i think it's very ironic that like all the time that in christian circles that that's all they want to pray about is Lord, let's let's take prayer request. Yes, we should totally do that. I mean, the Lord is supposed to, like, you're supposed to walk through life and the Lord is going to help you meet your needs. But also, why don't you just pray and talk to God as a group or mm. as individuals instead of always, like, handing God a grocery list of things you wow. want from Him, you know? I just think there's a there's more there than what most people dive into. Oh, dude, I literally grew up for every Sunday night. It was like literally a grocery list. Go around the room and write down every request that everyone has in the room. And honestly, I'm not blasting nobody for that. The sad thing was you could just feel there was no faith in the room to believe even things they were requesting. They weren't even believing God. Yeah, was gonna do yeah the they're just they throwing requesting. it up. It was just part of the service. Yeah. Oh, we do this every Sunday night. But anyways, um, yeah, dude, you really do. I think that was a that was a time for me that wasn't maybe as much prayer centric as it was learning who God was as my Father and how His Spirit and His presence was part one with me in everything that I did, and then it translated into prayer. It translated yeah. into how me and him talk to one another. Because there was a lot of times for a season where I just got excited to find God in places that I didn't know he was there with me. And mm-hmm. a lot of that came through asking God when I was in certain places, hey, what are you saying to me here? What are you saying to me right now? And that and that can get a little religious when you think, and you, and you, if you go down the path of thinking that, oh, God's always got to be showing you something for you to enjoy something. But in in the raw, yeah. genuine form of it, though, if like just a genuine desire of connection, it does help build a foundational pathway of connection with the Lord. Like when I'm in a tree yes. stand the other day, dude, God hit me out of nowhere. Like now, sometimes I'm just enjoying the things I'm in and he'll come speak. At an, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that just hit me out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. And like 
when me and Ben were in Wyoming and we're looking at that waterfall and I'm just like, I've been by that waterfall before and I'm just looking at it again. And then out of nowhere, boom, here comes the Lord, you know? And it's just like, just stuff for me and him to talk about. And so, I mean, yeah, it really is just part of, um, building that foundation of just that, as far as the best friend thing of, really just trying to invite to try to find God or see God in your whole life and want to see God in your whole life. Want to know that God's with you in everything you do. Um, and like, but yeah, absolutely. so I want to move into Psalm 51. So like what I was talking about earlier about um, just learning to learning to ask your heart what it's actually saying. Um, I think this is the one I wanted to read. Hang on. Do, 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 Sorry, do, I'm just double checking. Uh, yeah, it was verse, it's Psalm 51, verse um, 6. I'll all start in verse 6. Um, and this is just. I mean, Lord, the Psalms are full of these, but it's just David just really just talking to the Lord and just knowing what his heart needs to say to God. And he says, behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part, you will make me make me to know wisdom. And obviously the language is a little old timey. Let me find a different translation that maybe speaks a little. But he's like, uh, verse 7, Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Turn your face away from my sins and blot out all of my transgression or my guilt. God, create a clean heart for me. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Then I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will return to you. Um, that's Psalm, I'm about to say Philippians, Psalms 51, 6 through uh, 13. Um, you know, and that's just an authentic prayer of David and you know, something I was just thinking about, even just as I was reading that, was like, David's talking so directly to God. You know, he's not talking about God to God. He's not talking around God. He is talking to God directly about God. I want these things of your heart for myself. There's such yeah. a desire in David, and it helped David talk to God. It helped David know how to communicate to God because he wanted the Lord. And he wanted God to do these things in him. And I think that's a big part of learning how to communicate to God is, do I really want God? And if I really want God, then I can approach him and talk to him in a way that is breaks off, breaks off religion and anything that I've heard before and allows me to just speak exactly what I want to say, sort of like what yeah. you were talking about earlier, Caleb. And, and communicate to the Lord, like, God, I need you for this, 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 and this. And not like, like, it ain't a prayer request in the sense of, 
so-and-so's sick and, you know, I don't know. It's just different. It's a little, it's a different heart posture. It's a heart posture that's, that's asking for these things for the sake of better connection and that his life would lead others to, to the Lord. You know, he says it at the end. Yeah. Then I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will return to you. Like God, make me more in these ways so that I may walk more as your man of God on the earth. May you know, and so that's just kind of an example of really just David communicating in a very direct way and communicating what was on his heart direct specifically and not just generalizing your prayer. Do not, don't generalize your prayers with Jesus. Like <laughs> I think yeah. that's a thing that really prevents us from connecting and actually knowing how to communicate with God is when we get in there and we just do it for the sake of doing it. If you're doing it for the sake of doing it, you ain't actually doing it. <laughs> and there's not a lot of faith on it. It's like believe for one and two, let your communication be real. Even if you don't even know what to say, tell God, Hey yeah. father or God, I don't know what to say to you. I don't know how to talk to you, but I'm here and I want to pray to you. And I want to believe you're more, you're real more than I know. And I, that is, at least that's real. You know, at least you're able to speak from a real place in that, you know? And so that's just kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, my back, my Wi-Fi just like totally glitched out. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, totally. But, uh... Uh, I mean, there a ton of the Psalms are definitely great examples to use and truly express how David was truly communicating from his heart and not really sugarcoating anything or trying to sound nice or pretty or religious. It's very cut and dry of what what he is asking mm. of God and how he's communicating with God. Mm. And it's very... I mean, it's just, if you need examples, any of those are prime. Yeah. Uh, I think... They really are. I mean, the Psalms, I feel like... Sorry, I was just going to say that I feel like the Psalms were given to us as a way to help us help foster better prayer lives. Oh, definitely. I mean, they're truly... They're songs. They're, they're essentially like little journal snippets to a degree of really personal things that David or and whoever else wrote out of a really personal personal place. So yeah. it is a very those are great examples if y'all ever need references for that kind of stuff. Um I think a direction that we really also want to hit on is it's really hard to talk about prayer and not talk about the Lord's Prayer. And I mean, it's specifically when this subject is brought up to Jesus himself, this is the answer he gives and the model that he gives. And we felt like we should really break this down and kind of segment off it and see what the Lord talks about through it. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let me read it real quick, yeah. and then we can go from there. That work with you? Uh, Matthew 6 is where I'll be reading from, and it starts in verse 9. Um, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Um, starting from the beginning, the way that you acknowledge God is the father relationship. It's a, mm-hmm. it's acknowledging his place and your place within a relationship. It's father. It's that closeness. Yeah. It's that father son dynamic, father daughter dynamic that you are so close that you can come and communicate on the realest level there is, and that's family. Mm-hmm. And excuse me, that is first and foremost one of the biggest things that stands out to me, and we've talked about it on the podcast a lot, is truly putting the Lord on that father seat in your life and how you view yourself mm-hmm. and how you view him. Yeah. And that's definitely the beginning, but, uh, what, what else do you want to hit on? Go, go ahead, Landon. Uh, I would just say, yeah, like you said, first recognizing the relationship and then recognizing where the, where the father is seated it's just our Father in heaven. God is seated on the throne in heaven. It's a place of authority. Wow. Yeah. And so when you you recognize Him as not only your Father that you, but you're also submitted to Him because He is the in the seat of authority in the everlasting place. He exists outside of time, not in this realm on earth. He is He is reigning, and so you're immediately saying, "I am unto I'm unto you." You hear the words in the Bible talk about, "I'm unto God." You are unto our Father in heaven. I am unto you. I am you are you are the you are the leader of my life, and you are the authority of my life. So that's kind of what I hear in that when that when it when that in heaven seat is stated, and then we'll go into hallowed be your name. My first thought, and that is just. There's just something about that the word teaches and it's important to God. And I think it's just to do with the fact that your name carries the weight of who you are. The the God, the name, our name is so important to the Lord, especially God's name is so important to him that we recognize the holiness of his name. Yeah, definitely. Um I mean, there's there's where the respect and honor comes into play and truly acknowledging and truly understanding the holiness in which who you are talking to, that reverence. Um, yep. And the next part talks about hmm. your kingdom come and your will be done. That really is from a posture of, number we just talked about you submit to who he is how holy he is 
you really put him in his place. Yeah. And if that's the first few cent, I mean, the first four lines are truly straight up to God and really aligning yourself mm-hmm. is a word we use all the time is alignment. Yeah. And yeah. you're not coming in and just saying, father, I need this or father here. I I need this from you right now or all these things. It's like truly given yeah. that kingdom perspective mm-hmm. and looking at life from yeah. a bigger angle, like really calming yes. down and really saying like, Lord, Dude. uh, help me to view my life or this situation differently put me under your kingdom's perspective, put me under your will's perspective for the greater need of this earth, for my life, for our connection, those things. Wow. Um, It's definitely all of the, it's very, it's not by accident that these are in, in order that this is how Jesus laid it out for us to pray. So definitely take that into account. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, the Lord, when when asked how we should pray, Jesus is bringing in a whole new way of approaching God. Like, the Lord's Prayer is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount section of Matthew, and, like, Jesus, this is the way Jesus has called us to pray. And it's not that we have to pray this word for word. It is praying what is what mm-hmm. this is about. Like we should be praying in the spirit of what this is saying, saying these, recognizing these things like Caleb's saying about God and your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's like, first we've named relationship, we've named position, we've named value, and now we're naming mission. God's mission for us and for his whole move on the earth is that his kingdom would exist here and that his will would exist through us and be done here, that and that heaven would be on earth. Dang, yeah. Like we are, it, it is full alignment with every part of God. It's alignment with relationship, authority, worthiness, mission, vision. You know, it's so, I, I honestly, I love this. I, I get really passionate about talking about this because I just think it's so intricate. Like it's so intentional. It is. Like God doesn't do anything haphazardly and like prayer can be a really cool thing when we just, when we align ourselves to the instruction that God's given us because he gave it to us very intentionally. And when Caleb was talking a second ago, real quick, I was, he was talking about, you know, coming to God with all these requests. When you come to God with this first, like Caleb said, that perspective piece, it gives you, that was so good, that kingdom perspective. It takes you immediately out of your own self and puts you at a kingdom level. And what that does is not only does it make you honor God before you start, not complaining, but like before you start pouring out the pains in your life, it will immediately shift your perspective to see God's faithfulness to deliver you from the things that you are about to tell him in your life. You know, the things you were about to come and just be like, oh, what was me? God, I need this. I need this. If you will stop yourself and be like, wait, Father, sorry. (laughs) God, I love you and you are my father and you are my, you are over me and I have given myself to you. 
I love who you are. I love how holy you are. Uh, I pray that your kingdom would come to earth. Lord, I pray that we would see heaven on earth. Like you see how you start shifting your mind and you start shifting the way you talk to God like that. Immediately, I guarantee you the weight of that thing that you are so like broken over will start to loosen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you still pray for that and you still pray for God to touch Absolutely. that thing. But it's from a place of a lot more faith. It is. It's a whole you know? perspective shift that gets it off of you. Like it is a reality check. It is something that truly, I mean, life is not all about you. It is not about us or the things that we're going through all the time and truly just focusing on ourselves. Like the God of self is so prevalent on this planet. It's ridiculous. And this truly, Mm. I mean, verbatim, totally takes it off of you and puts it onto the Lord and helps you to focus on that. Hmm. Um, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You can go into that Hmm. first. Yeah. uh, So give us this day our daily bread. So, I mean, just, I mean, just kind of give some Bible on this, obviously. But uh, the manna that came to the Israelites in the desert back in Exodus was given daily. So they were taught how to rely on the Lord daily for their portion of food. And so, and and then the tabernacle had showbread, which that's a whole thing. But <laughs> bread symbolizes the active word of God. It symbolizes god's word filling us his spirit is light his word is bread and um so give us this day our daily bread there's a couple things one it is it is saying to god and and yourself i know that god has new things for Mm, me every day i know that god has more for me today than he did yesterday and what that does is that keeps you in an active place of 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 remembering who God is and remembering who you yeah, are. Yeah, it's re- it's centering yourself and in reliance God, on him. Yes. And it's changing your perspective of well, hey, go back to salvation on this one. It changes that perspective of oh, I got saved once 8 years ago when I was 9 or 20 years ago. And that was my only mark for when God gave me something. When you say, give us this day, our daily bread, it's saying, Father, I was ready to receive what you have for me today. And the word says, the word even says that we are saved daily. Daily you are saved. And what that is meaning is that we have a right perspective that our salvation is new every morning. And even more so when we recognize that our salvation is new every morning, it makes it that much more real in the day, in the present day. And it keeps us aligned that we're not living off of something that happened in us eight years ago. We're living in what God's doing in our lives daily. And therefore we are not out of tune with him. We are in tune and living an active life with God. 
So when I hear that, give us this day, our daily bread, it's like, I'm hungry for your word today. I'm hungry for your spirit to move in me today, you know, and these are such good tools. Again, like I said earlier, to learn how to pray and communicate to God and have clear understanding of like, whoa, like I'm not just reciting something that I heard one time. My like I actually desire to say these things to yes. God. Yeah, the intentionality of how crucial this is daily is pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. and for to forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, uh, that is truly summed up of number one Christ, but also as we are trying to image ourselves and truly be imitators of God, that is foremost the biggest thing that stands out for Christianity is forgiveness and the constant, the weight of forgiveness and how we're supposed to live our life. We, number one, have to receive forgiveness for ourselves. So ask God for forgiveness of Mm -hmm. your sins, therefore to give out to others the forgiveness that they need to see of Jesus off of your life. That is a true. Wow. Yeah. That is Clearly, the biggest thing that probably stands out to most people when Christianity is brought up or debated or all these things, it is truly that who we call our God, Jesus, our biggest example, he is summed up with forgiveness, the forgiveness of sin, the true sacrifice. So um, I think that is... That's crazy. Ahead. <laughs> my cutting <laughs> phrases whoa that's crazy <laughs> no i'm just thinking about like uh there's been a passage i've been reading lately about how the word literally says if you're christians and you're believers and you have an issue with someone do not take it to human court but handle it amongst yourselves as believers or you'll be or you'll leave that issue up to the to the secular world mm. to humans. And I just think about like this ain't just talking about like non-believers. This is also talking about people that you have stuff with oh, in absolutely. the body. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's like forgive us our like what you said was, you know, awesome about just being open to receive forgiveness for yourself. Um because most of the time we don't live with a forgiving heart for others because we we don't live with an open heart for forgiveness of our own yep. self i try you know and there's shame there's a lot of there's a lot of shame on our lives and so we don't know how to break free from that shame so therefore this is actually acknowledging god i want freedom from shame i want freedom from shame so that i can free others from shame and not and if in, if if someone does something to me I can be a place of openness that just says like, they don't have to worry about me in that, in that way. You know, I think that's, that's just really cool. Oh, absolutely. Um, But I think it's true. It's truly the perfect picture and an example of how we have to live our life on a daily basis. Um, And everything stems off of that for sure. Uh, So next, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you truly you go to the example of Jesus when he is first the spirit comes upon him and he goes into the wilderness uh where he, the examples of when he is tempted it is truly number one you need guidance and you have to be aware in this world that temptations are all around us it doesn't matter what it is even our lord and savior was tempted mm-hmm. so therefore we need we need his help his guidance in this area because he was the one who resisted all of it so therefore he is the one who we really have to rely on if we want to overpower those things instead of willpower or truly just overcoming by yourself you the the reliance on god in this is like it talks about daily but we we need to really fix our eyes on him and need him to lead us not into to the temptation but to deliver us i mean i feel like that is a very a lot of this stuff is more picturesque like you can pull stuff out of it, but I feel like this one's mm-hmm. pretty freaking specific and it's not dancing around the subject of the evil world that we live in all the time and what we have to overcome on a daily basis and what we have to battle for for our lives. Yeah, and um, I think it's it's funny how this builds because uh, like we started out with we started out well first of all the whole thing's about authority god's authority and recognizing his authority in every portion mm. and like that deliver us from the evil one recognizes god's authority over the devil obviously god's authority over darkness god's authority over demonic spiritual things that what that come against us it's like forgive us of our debts and we, we forget our debtors like that's our issues, God, that we're causing. But God, in this next level, like you even have the power over the demonic. You even have the power over the things that are the unseen. And Lord, like, please, like, we don't. It's so interesting to me, honestly. I've never understood why it's like, it's kind of an odd thing that Jesus says, God, don't lead me into temptation, mm-hmm. but deliver me from the evil one. Because I mean, I'll just be honest. Like, I don't. I don't fully understand that. Like, why would he, why would Jesus tell us to ask God, don't lead me into temptation? Why would God ever lead us into temptation? Doesn't the Bible say that God's not going to lead you into temptation? So it's like, why would we even say God, don't lead me into temptation? (laughs) But, uh, you know, I just, just some kind of thought on that. I'm just kind of like, but I mean, not saying it's not real or nothing. I'm just kind of like, that's an interesting way to say that. Um, but you know, but deliver us from the evil one. You know, it's like, I think this is an account of faith too, because I've heard it said, and I I feel like this could, there's a lot of truth behind this. Temptation is only temptation when you allow yourself to be tempted by it. And other ways, another way, if, or it's just a test. You know, it's a testing of your faith. It's, a, you know, and when we talk about temptation, of course, we always think about sexual temptation. Uh, you know, and sexual temptation, the word literally just says flee it, like run away from it, physically get out of the situation you're in that's yeah. causing that. Um, 
but I think this is a this is a prayer section of faith of saying in the face of temptation, I'm going to know, God, that you're not going to lead me mm-hmm. into this temptation, but you're going to. But there's an opportunity here for me to trust you and speak in your authority that you will deliver yeah, me from so this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like so it's, again, a perspective shift. Jesus is trying to tempt them because honestly, like if you think about it, Jesus ministry, he he cast out demons all the time and did all kinds of stuff to shut down the devil. And they had never seen anything like that. And so now he's teaching them to pray and approach God by saying, God, I know you're not going to lead me into temptation. And I pray that when if I pray that you don't lead me into temptation, but to testing. Yeah. I pray that when you, you don't lead me, don't lead me into temptation, but that I would know you will deliver me and that you have the power to deliver the darkness away from me. You know, I just think about that in this situation. It's like with what Jesus is trying to call them into this whole time and what he's given us as an example of how to pray, it's to trust that if you're in any situation, if there's anything in your life like God's given you the opportunity to look at him and say, by your name, Jesus, you'll deliver me. You'll, you, the, the devil has no place. Oh, dude, me. that's so good. So good. And it says, uh, to finish it off for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Um, I think truly, Landon said it best is number one, we talked about the perspective that this is, but it's truly echoing the authority of God, this whole prayer. And it's totally a perspective shift of any situation that you're bringing into prayer. If you read this, it can easily realign you with what you initially came to prayer with and how you're looking at it after the Mm. fact. Um, Wow anything from your temptations to the dire situation you're in, it truly puts you in perspective of how great God is and how he can handle it. I mean, mm-hmm. talking from the daily bread all the way through delivering you from the evil one, his is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All of it is his. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that is missed or overlooked it all of it is ultimately under his power and authority and there's nothing that's going to slip through his yeah. fingers through that thing yeah i'm thinking like to like praise it's it's and it's a praise i mean praise is such like if praising god i think someone was saying it today was they were just saying how like the Lord told them there was a season of just pray of their time with God. They would try to, they would try to spend every day mm-hmm. And the Lord would, they asked the Lord what he wanted, like how they were going to connect or something. And they were just like, and he, the Lord was like, just pray. I just want to, I want you to praise me. And like for a little, for like a season, every time they would get to pray, go to pray with God, they would just worship him. Wow. And they would just yeah. praise him. And that was and that was the extent for a season to and that's all you know, it was and it have to be anything else. Wow. And so I think that's kind of cool that it ends in a praise. 
Dude, I agree. And then after reading the next the Lord is the next two verses there for you, I just don't think it's ironic to leave this out uh, after the fact. No, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Um, I don't find that God just said that right after He explains all that and it not be related. I think it's truly, if he talks about forgiveness in the prayer and you're talking with the Lord and then hammers that point after the fact, I think it just echoes to the point that forgiveness is truly, that has to be intermingled with your prayer life all the time. Number one, we need it all the time, so that has to be part of it, but also... In anything, when you're praying for somebody, interceding over somebody, or trying to pursue the things that we've talked about on this podcast or anything in your life, you truly cannot move or progress when there is no forgiveness within you. So I think that is something that constantly has to be reevaluated in your mind and in your life because... That's that's literally what Jesus drips is forgiveness. His blood is forgiveness, and that's what we have to have. I mean, there is no there is no substitute for that. Yeah. And I just felt a lot of weight on that, so I couldn't just read that and not say something about no, it. No, dude, it's real. It's so real. It's hard. Forgiveness can be oh, absolutely, hard. it's tough. But it's got it's a must. It, it, it depends who it is and yep. what it's about. But it's never it's not an option. Exactly. Yeah, I was and about to say still, you know, that regardless of the situation, you might think that oh, I'm justified in this, and uh, they did me wrong uh-huh. and stuff. There is no exception. It doesn't say no. <laughs> nowhere does it say. Well, you need to forgive, except for if this happens fill in the blank scenario it's all the time there is no exception and that will freaking wreck you and humble you over and over again um well now looking back to the last line of the lord's prayer like i'm just again for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory is a reminder that hey this is all god's and not yours and so if he calls you to forgive them you forgive them. You have to. Because it ain't yours. It ain't your kingdom. Yep. It ain't your power you're moving in. It ain't your kingdom you're bringing to earth. It's his. It ain't your power you're carrying. It's his. It ain't the glory. It ain't your glory you're trying to have. It's his. You know, and so it's like, so forgive for the sake of unity because we are a part of his kingdom. We are moving forward his kingdom. We were exemplifying his power. You know, we are releasing his glory and we can't be doing that with unforgiving hearts because we're, dude, it's just, oh, that's wow. That's kind of fresh. For oh, me. absolutely. I'm just reading that and like, like, dang, you know, Bill Johnson always says, Bill Johnson's pastor of Bethel Church. Uh, you can have your opinions about him all you want, but I sat under the man for a year and man just really walks with the Lord and, um, he talks about how unforgiving the bitterness that unforgiveness causes in our hearts. And 
and how it corrupts us and how thanksgiving frees our heart and you can't be grateful and bitter in the same heart. Mm. And so actually a a heart that's thankful is actually a heart that can, will, will find freedom into forgiveness. So if you find yourself struggling to forgive somebody of something, like force yourself to be grateful around that relationship. Who? And, and it's okay if you're right and they're wrong, you still have to forgive them. And I'm saying that to myself. Caleb knows I'd be saying that to myself. (laughs) But I feel like too, for anyone listening, like forgiveness is because of the Lord's way. Not because that they were owed it. None of us were owed forgiveness, but we get it anyway because of him. And so it's not about prayer, but it's a little side note. The Lord obviously wanted us to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely a key that is implemented into it. It's so good. I mean, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of powerful stuff in that. We definitely encourage y'all to listen to it or not listen to it read it on your own and totally um totally sit in it read it over and over again and truly let the spirit talk to you through it let the lord let the lord see or help you see it in different light and how if the lord voice specifically that's how you're supposed to pray i mean there's definitely constant living word nuggets in there that will truly convict your life and transform the way that you communicate to him just through that simple passage i mean yeah there's no way that it won't and i mean i think There's a lot of different thoughts that we can have on this. I mean, we're definitely going to have quite a handful of prayer episodes in itself of different subjects that we'd love to talk about through prayer. Because, I mean, heck, we're an hour in and we've barely scratched the surface on even just some stuff in our practical life that it has affected us greatly and continues to do it. Um. But, I mean, as I think about the things that we talked about, I would definitely say, number one, implement the Lord's Prayer into your life. Truly dissect it and use it as a weapon. I mean, the Lord gave it to us for a reason. And then also, as you try to communicate with God and truly grow in that area, as we try to all the time, definitely just I encourage you to be real, be raw, give your realest version of God and give God your realest version of yourself. Just really voice what you would voice. Don't hold back in any area. Just truly talk to him. Talk about your day, your hobbies, your what you're going through. And then also give ear to listen. Hear what try to hear what he's saying don't just loft things up to him and continue on try to sit in there try to truly hear his voice this is 
these are pieces of conversation, not just how do you how do you just talk to God? How do you communicate with God? It's a two way street. That would be my best summary of final thoughts. Landon, you got anything? I was just thinking of the passage that says, it's actually in Matthew 6 as well, verse 7 that says, And when you pray, don't pray like the Gentiles who pray in vain with repetition, for they think that they will be heard by their many words. <laughs> and uh, you just kind of said that. Like, don't just loft stuff up. Don't just pray a bunch of stuff and just say a bunch of words to be heard. Um, yeah, I just... communicating with the Lord is a building block. It's a foundational stone in your whole life with the Lord. And no matter how old you are or where you're at in your life, like love yourself enough, pursue God for one and believe in Jesus, but take some time to build a prayer life with the Lord and really intentionally set aside time to sit down it might make you uncomfortable with yourself and that's a good thing yep um because those who live ignorant of their own hearts and their own selves hurt themselves and others without even knowing because they don't walk with the lord who like david said lord search my heart show me my own heart god we must have god reveal our own hearts to us and Learning how to build a healthy prayer life with the Lord and communicate to God is a great way of doing that. So we can walk in greater closeness to him and release him to other people just in the way we live. And so, oh yeah, um, yeah, value, value this, please. I pray. And I, I just say like value and, and just learn, learn what it is to talk to your father. Um, it it can be the difference in like for so many things and but like for especially your connection to God in seasons and when you feel like you hadn't talked to God in years and or you have talked to the Lord and you know but yet it just feels like here lately you and him don't feel close like leaning in to actively pray can shift that so much like you don't always need to. You don't always need to go to another church service, or to a, another Bible study, or whatever. Yeah. You just need to get in a room alone and just start talking to the Lord and learning how to pray to Him, yeah. because prayer is our main avenue. It is our open door. It is the, it is the, it is the torn open door that Jesus made for us at the cross, that we can immediately be in the throne room with God talking to the father and so um yeah i'm that's that's my last thoughts thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of full scope our hope is that y'all are encouraged by this show to live in an abundant life with jesus if you enjoy this show we'd love for y'all to go to our page on whatever platform you're listening on scroll to the bottom give us a rating and a review and we'd love to hear some feedback on how this show is impacting you Once again, thank y'all for your support of the show. We couldn't do this without y'all. And stay tuned for more episodes.